1: This is For Fox Sake. Hello and welcome to For Fox Sake. My name is Pete Selby, and alongside me for this, well, it's episode 55, but it is the Christmas issue. It's 55. Episode, festive. Not issue. Episode. Festive. Festive 55. Mm. So this is the Christmas episode. So, first of all, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry. Oh, no, that's the New Year. Feliz Navidad.
0: What? Joya Noel. Who do you pay for? Um,
1: he's probably in my worst Leicester eleven. Well, yeah, we will um, be doing a New Year's episode. So, basically, what we're going to do with this episode um, is we're going to talk about the recent game against Stoke, because there is so much to talk about that game. But also, uh, we'll be doing a few things, because it's a Christmas episode. First thing we'll do is we'll put a bit of Christmas music on. There we go. So we'll have that in the background. You are very welcome. That will not get annoying over the next half an hour or so. No, it's it's fine. And and what this episode is designed for? Yes, we'll talk about the Stoke game, but it's designed for if you're in the kitchen, you're making some food or you're doing some preparation, sausage rolls, exactly. mince pies, turkey. Put this on in the background, and we'll be talking about uh, what we've done. Is we've chosen independently from each other, our and it's in the festive spirits, goodwill to all men. We have picked the worst Leicester team of all time. Yeah. From our, well, that, that, we, that we know. Uh, but to counteract that, uh, afterwards we've picked the best 12 moments, not of 2016, but... Although there were more than 12 <laughs> yeah. in 2016. That is true, because that's for the New Year's episode, okay? The the review of the year, the, the top moments of the year, that's all to come in our New Year episode. Um, we've picked the best 12 moments um, of... Us supporting Leicester. Mm. So, in our lifetime, what are the best twelve moments overall? The twelve days of Christmas, the twelve days of Leicester, um, from myself and Rob, and we've actually picked them independently from each other, and then we've amalgamated the two. Had a bit of an argument, and I presume we'll argue about. We a few. didn't have we didn't have an argument. We had a tiff. No, we had a, uh, a discussion. An adult discussion. An adult discussion. And then I realised that I'm a lot older than you and you didn't know about a lot of the ones from which I thought were quite modern. You are old though, aren't you? Yes, but Steve Walsh scoring the goal against Arsenal to make it 3-3 was not that long ago. In the same year that I started primary school. Right, okay. So we'll move on. You are welcome. uh... (laughs) So, first of all, let's... um... So, yeah, what I was saying is that put this on in the background whilst you're doing bits and bobs and sorting things out for Christmas and you can just get involved and you can think about your players whilst you're listening to it, think about your moments as well and then you can let us know at the end of the episode what were your moments, what we got wrong, that player wasn't rubbish, that player should have been in there, that moment should have been, that sort of thing. It's a discussion
0: piece. That's yeah peaceful. and ultimately we've only got 11 players to pick and 12 moments to pick. If we
1: had Infinite numbers, then of course we'd include everything. Yeah, but Although obviously. We'd still probably miss something. It, it doesn't matter. It's just a fun, fun episode. It is Christmas after all. Right, let's start. Stoke City.
0: Yes. Away I... at the Bet 365 Stadium. Very... That sounds weird. It does... I used to work there. I'm still going to call it the Britannia. Do you used to work there? Yeah. Doing what? I used to uh, work in the boxes and the hospitality suites when I was at uni in Stoke. <laughs> a long time ago. You went to uni in Stoke? I did, yeah. You went to uni? Uh, don't sound so surprised. I did go to uni. It was quite a lot, uh, quite a while ago. Stoke. Uh lovely What, what like 4 years ago or something?
1: No. <laughs> no.
0: I started in Stoke in 2008. Oh my god. Yeah, a long time ago. Uh, but not as long as ago as you.
1: Stoke, lovely people, bit of a tinsel hole. Oh, is that what we're going to be using christmas words yeah. instead of expletives yeah because obviously so. we're doing the worst 11 later so mm. um so, yeah, so it's could be it's quite a quite tinsel a few. hole yeah stoke wow what a game all 12 of their players had yeah um interesting the, i think the first thing is the scoring a late equalizer when you're down to 10 men after being 2-0 down is is it better than the victory not obviously points wise but no, but it feels good. In morale it? it feels brilliant. And you could hear the Leicester fans behind the goal. I tried to scramble to get a couple of tickets, but I couldn't quite get any. Um and yeah, what a game. And Leicester started off playing quite well in the first half. It was quite an end to end game, something that you probably wouldn't have thought um before the game. Uh Leicester playing well, Slomani looked quite sharp up front. And it all changed on the red card, didn't it? And the problem with the red card, which has been discussed a million times, it's actually got worse since because, obviously, the referee, Pawson, who didn't send off Rojo for one of his two-footed lunges that he's done in recent weeks. Um, so he's not been sent off for those two tackles. And then after the game against Stoke, Ross Barkley does... A worse challenge on How, Henderson. How yeah, Henderson's leg is still intact, I've got no idea. Exactly. He did not get sent off, and yet Vardy, which is the weakest challenge of the lot, mm-hmm. does get sent off. Now, first of all, I think we just should just say, Rob, do you think it's a red card? I don't think there's a clear yes and no for this one. Although I'm
0: pretty sure that's what you wanted me to give there.
1: I think I, that you
0: have to say yes or no. In my personal opinion... No. However, (laughs) in real time, once, I can fully see why Craig Porton's given it. He doesn't have the benefit of replays that all Leicester fans have since watched and gone, Oh, God, that's not a red card. Was the appeal ever going to be successful? No. Because, by the letter of the law, Jamie Vardy has left the ground. He has gone into the challenge with two feet and potentially endangered the safety of an opponent. I play centre-back at not a very good level in a couple of leagues in Leicestershire, and I'd have been exceptionally proud of that tackle. Watching it, his feet are both pointing down by the time he gets anywhere near the player and have sort of twisted and one of them's not really engaged in any of the contact and he's made full contact with the ball. Hindsight, slow-mo replays, not a red. Can I see why Craig Pawson gave it? Yes. Can I see why the appeal was um, not successful? Yes. What about there you?
1: There you go. What about you? Me, I thought it was a red card. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a red card when I first saw it. I saw all the furore about it. There was never a red card or this sort of thing. Uh, so I went and found a replay within a few minutes of it happening on uh, YouTube. And um, and I saw oh, one it. Of those yeah. I, 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 it was completely legal. I saw it on YouTube and, and looked at it. I went, well, that's a red card. The first thing is, now, obviously, the players, well, they must have been told. We, we don't know whether they were or weren't. That the referee's Craig Pawson, who has. Made the error the week before. So if I was in charge of the club or the team or whatever, I'd have told the players, look, this referee made an error last week that's been highlighted all week on Sky Sports News and other outlets. Don't leave the ground because he's probably going to make a rash decision. Was the decision rash? Well, I can see exactly, I think your argument's perfectly right. I can see why he's given it, which is that's a red card then. If the referee thinks it's a red card, it is. Is it a reckless challenge? Yes. Did he leave the ground? Yes. So, is it a red card? Yes. Should all the other ones have been a red card? Yes. Yes, they should have. Now, is it a dangerous tackle? Did he get the man? Did he? Was he pushed off the ball? Obviously, he was pushed slightly. He didn't quite get the player. And I'll be the first person who will turn around and say, Oh, we you know, it's, he didn't get the player, so it's not a foul. That's that's what I have always thought of, That and that is true. But, in the circumstance, in the current climate of the last three or four weeks... Don't do it, because you're going to get sent off. So, should he have got sent off? Yes. Because, there you go, that's it. Should all the other players have been sent off? Yes. Barclays was worse. They're all worse. So, wrongs don't make right. The problem I have, and this is the big problem, when those players, Rojo, has he been sent off for that tackle after the game? No. Should he have been? Yes. Did Was the same happening for the game after? Did he get sent off after the game? No. Were you talking retrospective he, punishment? Retrospective yeah? punishment. Should he have been? Yes. But was Barkley, he yellow carded for them? Barkley, some of them weren't even a foul. Um, Barkley, is he going to get sent off for that tackle? Is he going to get punishment after? No. So what do we do? We appeal and it gets thrown away. Now, that's my problem. My problem is we've all seen the replays of these tackles. okay? And it turns out that Vardis is the weakest of the four. And yet... We appeal and it doesn't get upheld by the, the FA. So, I'm my thinking is, well, what's it? What's that all about? That's that's stupid. They've looked at these four tackles and gone, we can't do anything about the horror ones, but the one that wasn't as bad as all the others that did get sent off during the game, we're actually going to uphold the the um, the ban. So he needs to be, he's going to be banned for three games.
0: Yeah, there's a difference though because nobody's appealing
1: that Rojo and Barkley should have. Should be getting a ban, they shouldn't have to appeal the ban. you should appeal but if you think that the ban shouldn't take place, but, but Barclay, the should
0: got yellow carded didn't he? so yes. the, so the ruling is that if the referee's seen the challenge and has has made some action, then that's it it's a it's closed. they can't revisit yeah, it. I don't the, I don't the problem see it. is. Pawson, if he'd have had a couple of seconds to look at a replay after the Vardy challenge would he maybe have changed his mind? Probably not in the context because of what had happened with Rojo recently mm. but in, if you take that as a standalone challenge on its own and you watch a video replay it's not as clear cut a red as it is in real time once when you're a referee watching it with the naked eye. That's Does true. he get replays during the game? No.
1: Should he? No. How much can they keep revisiting things after the game? Well in my opinion the Ross Barkley tackle should not have been a tackle where they look back on and say that is going to be a red card I'm talking about if a player swings an elbow and catches someone in the face okay off the ball or on the ball and the referee misses it or gives a yellow card say they're going to get a ban for violent conduct I'm saying that Rojo his two tackles are just as bad as someone throwing an elbow because they're not tackles they are two-footed proper lunges at, at players. You don't. You just don't do that. They should have been punished. I think the boss Barkley tackle is a tackle that was mistimed and it was a terrible tackle. Should have been sent off. It wasn't. So leave it as it is. But Jamie Vardy's was a genuine challenge and he got sent off. And you should be able to appeal and it should have got rescinded. What I'm saying is but that but Roho- you said it was a red card. So hmm?
0: how can you say that you thought it was a red card and then sit there and say it should be rescinded because it's slightly less. It's no, less wh- less bad than the others because red cards aren't measured on how much of a red card they are. You haven't got like a d- different degrees of a red card.
1: No, but what I'm what I'm saying is that the other two tackles from Rojo, they should have been turned into a red card. Okay, so all in one big stewpot of two weeks worth of two-footed lunges. I think the FA should have taken them all as one and gone. Right, you're banned for that. You're banned for that. We'll turn that over, and you're banned for that. And from now on, all referees. You've been told any player goes two-footed into a challenge. It's now a red card. No questions asked. Job done. Move on. Things happen. Sometimes things happen in football where rules need to be changed or just tightened or all clubs need to be told at one point. Things happen, like a goal not being a goal in a really important game and let's bring in a new rule or let's bring in evidence about it. I think these lunges have happened, four of them, four bad tackles or two-footed lunges in the last week and a half four of them I think treat them all in one go in one court in one FA hearing. clarify everything and clarify everything in one go and go that's a ban that's a ban that's not that's not leave it at that but from now on this is going to be the rule I think they've all happened in such a a short space of time that you can just include them all in one one go which I know is kind of unprecedented but you're talking about you're that kind of maverick you aren't you yeah well the, the FA's full of old uh, lazy white men yeah. said six old lazy white men who are now no longer employed in the top job of the fa talk about I mean to the cheek of it i mean that's that's like being in charge of a company for 20 years and then the year after you leave go that company's been terrible for 20 years it's been run by morons and they'll get paid too much i mean that's that's what they are saying any, anyway, Leicester 2-2. T- Leicester two, two. Yeah, round table. So we drew 2-2. Two, two. Great comeback by Leicester. Ranieri going on the pitch at half-time. Had to be restrained by Schmeichel, who was fantastic. People loving goal. stuff at Craig Pawson. throwing stuff. Uh, Leicester got back into it through Substitute Gray, who's probably going to start the next game. Great header. Fingers crossed how many podcasts have we been saying that yeah. for now. How many times did Leicester score a goal where it has to go to um the referee's watch to see whether uh, it's gone in or not? Happens quite a few times, do not yeah, it? Yeah, don't care, um, mate.
0: It, it went over the line. No, not at all. Thank praise be to the baby Jesus at this time of the year for goal line technology. Okay. and um, just, get, just keeping it
1: festive. Oh, all right. I, uh, think, I think we went a bit serious just then. Yeah, so good goal by Joa. And mm. then a, a goal for Armati, who's really been playing well recently yeah. um, in midfield, which is great to see. So a fantastic comeback by Leicester. Great points the the club are buoyed by the the um, support seems to be and uh, yeah there you go a good point at Stoke is a point at Stoke is good whenever mm-hmm. but when you're down to ten men two 0 down at half time and do you feel like the entire game is going against you hmm. there we go very good point um well we might as well just quickly look at the game on Boxing Day I suppose shall we yeah. Um, Who were playing? Everton. Mm. They're a weird team, aren't they? They started off well and then they've been really falling away. They um, lost in the Merseyside derby against Liverpool to a late goal. They beat Arsenal before that, but it seems to be Arsenal lost that game rather than Everton Everton pretty much won it. And of course, when Everton play at home, when the crowd get behind them, they can really um, turn on a performance. But you should be looking for three points in that game because they are quite delicate as a team, really, aren't they? Um, they do have Lukaku up front and we will be missing some players so my question to you is mm. who would you have in defense good question
0: definitely not mr Vasilevsky. no I 100% agree. not Vasilevsky versus lukaku oh that'd be horrendous because lukaku can actually run uh i would start yeah it's a tough one because you know you're playing you know you're playing against lukaku so you know you want some physicality at center back and that's when Robert Huth is going to be a big miss. But the only other centre back we've we've got really is Hernandez, who has not really played many one. games at
1: centre back. I read somewhere that Ben Loan's not in the 25-man Premier League squad. But he's also not in the Champions League squad, so thanks to everyone who let me know about that, because we mentioned last week, you yeah. said, why well, isn't he playing in Champions League? But I don't he was... think he's going to get into anything, He's, is not, it? he's not, not in, any, in any, squads, any of the squads, no. he's just um, he's just good at Instagram and see, turning it, up to the awards. In many ways, now, now I know we're kind of jumping ahead of ourselves, but um, is he in your worst ever team? Ben Loan? No. No, but considerably, he could be. Why? He wasn't great when he played, he gave away silly fouls, got booked pretty much every game, and cost quite a bit of money. Yeah, but you want to see
0: my two centre-backs no, right. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple of shockers. Um, um, I think you've got to probably start Hernandez at centre-half with Morgan. and mm, Chilwell didn't look great against Porto, but then again, nobody did. Uh, and he's probably a slightly safer pair of hands than Schlupp at left-back. So I would go with him and then I would probably go with Slimani and
1: Okazaki up front. I would go with Chilwell at left back because he is the he is the fullback. Um unless his confidence has just been shot from that game then because he was properly dreadful. Mm. He was absolute baubles. And um <laughs> Yes. Yep. Uh, there you go. Um, he was he was dreadful, but if he's if he's fine from that, I would start him. I would play uh, Morgan centre half along with Daniel R. Marty. Okay, and I would go with Simpson at fullback. Um, and in the midfield, that's on the uh, the understanding that Drinkwater will come back in the team uh, and play in midfield alongside King. If Drinkwater is not fit, then that would have to change around. Um, what would you do if it didn't? Would you? Would you put Mendy in with King or would you bring Marty back out of centre? Depends, depends whether Mendy is fully fit. If Mendy Mendy's fully fit, play him with King and that would work out. Obviously, if Drinkwater can only play 60 minutes, then go with the Drinkwater-King combination and then if you need to bring on, let's say, if you need to bring on Hernandez to play centre-half, push Marty midfield, then you can do. But that's the option I would do because I think Armarty will be there's your pace alongside and your physicality yeah. with, with Lukaku. Uh, interesting game. And um, funny enough, there's a there's a there's a tweet that always goes around at this t- this time of year, um, a picture of a Boxing Day set of fixtures from I think it's like the early sixties, and basically every game is like 10-4. it's ridiculous. Mm. And uh, in if you look down that list, it's it's ridiculous. I'll find the uh, the list out in a minute. And uh, the only game that has a reasonable scoreline is Leicester two, Everton nil on Boxing Day at. Filbert Street. It's, it's written in history. So, there you go. Who, who would you start up top? Oh, good point. Um, I would start Slimani um, and I would start alongside Slimani uh, Okazaki. I think, yeah. yes, I'd start those two. And you'd have
0: Gray on the wing instead of
1: Brighton, and Mahrez on the other side? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would do and that, that's what I would play. But then again, you are talking about Chilwell and Gray on the same side of the field. So, but you, they do they have played together they under yeah. 21 so. exactly so that's what I would do and uh, we'll see what
0: happens on boxing Day. so you're predicting a two0 win New Year's Eve West Ham very quickly
1: um, they're they're a they are a pile of Christmas puddings they, they? they are you know they're, they're absolute crackers um I think that they are in such a mess they're in such a uh, a trifle of a team that um, they are basically little, little rice right smile on your yeah, face. There, trying to give they've it got, straight. They've, they've they showed on um, on TV today a list of the players that they signed. Now I know our transfer record over the summer. I'm saying wasn't brilliant. It wasn't great. It it was you know average. And we'll see what happens in the future. But theirs was dreadful. They've lost Sacco up front for you know another eight weeks. carols made of you know biscuits. It's um it's it's ridiculous. So they are a very poor team with one exceptional player. Um, how
0: how good would six points from the festive period be? Two games at home in a, in the space of five days against teams that are definitely beatable. That would make the that would end 2016 on a very good way and and make people a little bit more optimistic for 2017, wouldn't it? And we always talk about how
1: important the festive period is to pick up points over quick yes short spaces of time. And in this league especially, because the teams at the bottom of the league are actually scoring points. Um, I still think Hull will go adrift. But if you look at the league, and I know it's still early doors, the gap between 9th and 19th is ridiculous. Yeah, There is nothing. I think it's um, the gap between Manchester United, who are in 6th, and the rest of the league is about 9 points. Yeah. There's a huge gap between the top 6 and everyone else. So, and Leicester are in that mix, and we'll see what happens. But no, pick up a few wins, you'll be in the top half of the table.
0: So that's the football out of the way. Festivities time now. Yes. Christmas special and all that. I do have a Christmas present for you.
1: Go on then. And um, you'll know out there listen to this... I didn't that... see you come in with anything. No, 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 not until... Um, basically, you'll know when we've recorded this because this has just happened now. So my Christmas present to you, Rob Hayes. Now, Rob doesn't know about this. I know, I've known about this for about 45 seconds because I went on Twitter to try and find... The those Boxing Day fixtures from 1961 or whatever, and uh, I can tell you now that Alan Pardew has been sacked as Crystal Palace manager. No way! <laughs> yep, Pardiola's gone. Pardiola's gone. But they played really well at the weekend. It doesn't matter. I know matter. they didn't win, but guy, I mean, is it now to break out the the Pardew story again about him with that dinner? Well, I've said it many a times. But uh, you know, I am the king. I can do what I want. All that sort of thing. You know why he's, you know why he's been sacked. Because of that dance at Wembley against Man United? Uh, possibly. Because he's because... really arrogant and e- egotistical. Or he comes in and he uh, does well for nine games and then the team falls off the face of the earth. Is it because they've won four or five games in the entire 2016? Yeah, probably. They have an absolutely dreadful record. Yeah, they do. ta Yeah. So Merry Christmas to you. That's happened. I'll find them fixtures later. Anyway, what we're doing worst ever
0: 11 now i comp- i didn't quite read the memo 100% accurately so i've gone for worst players that i've ever seen in a leicester shirt so we're talking over a period of a
1: of a quarter of a century so that's quite a considerable pool yes i mean we're talking the worst players that's I've seen and you've seen, and I've looked a bit in depth at some older players. Obviously, we weren't around when. So out there, you'll be you'll be listening players in your head now. Going, God, they were rubbish. They were they were terrible. Yeah,
0: think of them now, and they then play
1: play worst eleven bingo with us. Yeah, they were they were tinsel, weren't they? They were they were crackers. They were fairy lights. Um, right, but um, what we did, what we said earlier when we were off, Mike, is if you look at Leicester, they've been kind of a uh, an average. First Division, Second Division, Yo-Yo Club for years, as we've all known. But if you take the era of, say, 1990 onwards, it's just absolutely pandemonium. You've got the whole um, Wembley Finals, you've got the O'Neill era in the Premier League, you've got the going bust administration, the dark period of 2000 to 2010, and then the meteoric rise to Premier League champions. It is a rollercoaster ride that we have predominantly been we've lived it, haven't we? And, and lived it. Mm. So um, I mean, I've I've obviously I'm from the early nine, very early 90s onwards, and then you come in later on in that decade. So that's the kind of era, and then on that we're looking at. But anyway, we don't know what we've chosen, so this is completely. No, we've kept this a complete secret from each other. In fact, I can't even see yours on the iPad over there. So I know that's why I've tucked it away. And I've got my my bit of paper up here, so you can't see it. Right, in goal. Mm. Now, look at all the good goalkeepers we've had over, over the years. Yeah. Okay, because remember, we did the best 11 on the live broadcast, which you can go and download and listen to. Yeah, for, uh, our, f- for our 50th episode. 50th episode, so uh, if you are not Live heard, on Harbour FM was our best 11. Wasn't that's it? right, yeah, so if you've not heard the podcast before, first of all, hello, Um. thanks for still listening, And uh, but the 50th episode, that was the live episode, and we did a joint... No, we did individual, individual best, best 11s,
0: but we matched quite... Considerably, I think we got we eight or nine of the
1: 11 the same. So we'll see how we go with the worst ever. Now, goalkeepers, we've had some good goalkeepers in the past. We've had some dreadful ones. I think we're quite well known for having good goalkeepers, yeah. Leicester. Yeah, we've done all right. I think in the Banks and, and Shelton, mm. uh Wallington, and then the 90s and then obviously now. Do you want my starting goalkeeper or do you want my sub-goalkeeper? You go with your starting goalkeeper and we'll in, do subs at the end. goal number one, Kevin Pressman. Well, Next to my player, I've got fat. Uh, what well, we're doing uh, thingy words, aren't we? Uh, Christmas words. He's fat and he, he's absolute. Um, he's, he's absolute glitter. <laughs> absolute snowflakes. <laughs> he's a, oh dear, uh, and he conceded a goal from the other half. Yeah, I've gone for Kevin Presman as well. That's incredible. That's weird. This is a good start. The thing is, Kevin Presman wasn't very good when he was in his peak at Sheffield Wednesday he let was, alone when he was fat and old and he was over- overweight then for mm. Wednesday he I mean he only played a few games he was dreadful but properly dreadful yeah as in properly, like, co- comically dreadful a, a, a special mention to Ricardo oh he's on my bench is he really yeah <laughs> 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 he was good with his feet but he wasn't very good with his hands was he okay then right <laughs> he was poor wasn't he? yeah okay then so <laughs> right back you, you, so, you, you get to name the right back the right-back... Well, actually... Well, you're a right-back, anyway. I've only got three defenders. Okay. Um, I've gone for um, Nicky Moen. Never heard of him. Right, Nicky Moen. He played in the relegation season of 94-95. He was bought by Middlesbrough. We sold a number of players after that year to Bradford. and Chris Kamara was in charge of Bradford. And uh, he bought two or three, four players from us in one go. Um, he was awful. Now, granted, we got relegated that year... But you're talking about a guy who was brought in to a new Premiership team, and he wasn't better than what we already had. Mm. He was a complete letdown, a real failure. And I can hear, I can hear the nodding heads. There you are. Figure that out, out there. Everyone's going yes. He was he was poor because he was meant to be good, and not just he wasn't very good. He was dreadful.
0: Yeah. Just but just before my time, I was I was alive. I was in the world. Right, I'd been in the world for a few years, but I didn't really know what was going on. Usual, my my right back. I actually picked James Pearson (laughs) because for a number of reasons, namely because he wasn't a very good footballer, and I don't even think he still has a club now. He, he, He was really bad. He was crap. Yeah. I mean, it was classic case of I'm playing because I'm the manager's son. He was proper baubles. He, he was well baubles, um, but also because of that ridiculous video.
1: We all know what we mean.
0: Yeah, so there. I don't think we'll say any more no, about that. No, that's fine. My second defender, because I'm going to have to name four defenders here because you you've only got on three, uh, is Moreno. Remember y- him?
1: Yeah, I do. He was awful. He was like, he was in his forties. He seemed like it was. He seemed like it was, yeah. Just just I, I think he's still in his 30s now. He was one of the players who I think that they, they they show something when they're like 19 and mm. they just live off it for their entire career. There's yeah. a, there's a story about a player who never actually played um, a game of football. Um, I'll find out the the, the true uh identity. It's a South American player who basically was friends with a couple of people at clubs who signed him and he could train quite well but he never played and he kind of faked injuries for his whole career but he managed to make quite a lot of money from signing on fees for about six clubs but never actually made it. But there was still promise there but it wasn't. It was all kind of a sham.
0: Unfortunately for us this bloke actually pulled on a Leicester shirt on a a number of occasions and masqueraded
1: as a professional footballer. I've got a player in my defence who I'm going to pick now who I think you might have Mm -hmm. and it's one of my most hated players because not of what he did it was just what he didn't do i.e. defend. He was rubbish. He's an international footballer. I think he's actually still playing or borderline was. He was at Manchester City of all teams. He plays in Hibernian now but I'm talking about a player who is Basically scared of tackling, and it's Ryan McGiven. Yeah, he was. He was, he was shocking. Quite bad. Blonde hair. He had like yeah. a, a bleached hair. Northern Irish international. Yeah, left yeah. back. Mm. Uh, but absolutely was, dreadful. Yeah. But every time you see him on TV, he was just still poor. I don't know how he still was at Man City because he was at Man City when they were in the Premier League. It was like the uh, it wasn't like the Hughes era. It was like the Keegan era mm. of the early two thousands. But so they weren't they weren't rubbish but he was dreadful but absolutely dreadful um uh, i've got another defender who would you
0: believe is currently without a club aged 26 27 something like that he was a chelsea loney. oh he was was he no no he was in the... Well, Chelsea have about 99 players on. Well, yeah, no, but he was in the starting 11 on the day we went down to League One, away at Stoke. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Go uh, on now. And he recently got released by Salford City,
1: having played for them for two months. And he's at no age as well, really. So I can't think of who it is. Harry Wally. Harry Warley. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. Remember he, he, him. he showed a bit of promise. No, he's no, he rubbish. No, <laughs> a bit of promise. Harry Warley, a tall, tall. Yeah, and ball, ball playing centre half. Well, yeah, that started
0: in central midfield against Stoke on the day we tried to keep our championship status.
1: Um, my left back. Shall we finish? That have you got the, one more defender? Yes. Oh, go on then. Um, I've got a player who you probably would not have heard of, and. Um I've done a little bit of research here, and this name cropped up a lot of times. And if you're a fan of City from the early 80s, then you will nod your head in agreement at this. His name is Norman Leet. Norman Leet. Norman Leet with two left feet. He played. Do you know what? I think I actually. In, in, the, that early, in the early 80s, he played um, 19 times for Leicester, and he was, he, he again, one of these players full of promise. You know, came to Leicester full of promise and was. Really, really dreadful, and Absolute to the point where pigs in blankets. To the point where many different places I've read and seen, and uh, I, I actually watched uh, an interview um, regarding City fans at the time, and they were saying he was openly mocked when he was playing for Leicester in an era where it was not done as much as it might do now. Do you know what I mean? Where mm. people people boo players now. When back then, I think it was a bit more. Slightly naive, I know it was obviously a weird era but for football, but it wasn't the real main thing, you had to be really bad, yeah. really. But now, yeah. fans, in in my opinion, are really quick to judge, and uh, back then it was had to be something. Also, the fact he's called Norman Leach with two left feet, that's fantastic. Anyway, he's in my team. You know who's my left back? Ryan McGiven. Uh No, but
0: it's a very good shout, and he did come close. zumana bakayogo uh,
1: yeah, I I had him in and around the squad. Mm. Um, did we sign? him sign from Tranmere or something like that? Yeah, it was weird because he he was there recently. Where was he there? When did we sign him? I think for our
0: League One season or our return to the Championship. Oh, return what? to the Championship, oh, I think I it, it might was. Might have been when more we won recent. League One. He he was. He was just dreadful. Yeah, and then he got himself injured, so he just... He, he was at the club for a long time. Took a pay packet for an entire season. Then we farmed him off on loan the next season.
1: I think that's why. I think he was actually named in a squad that was borderline getting to the Premier League. He was long, He was there for a long time. Mm. Um, yeah, I completely understand. Dreadful. Rubbish. Right. Midfield. Midfield. Now, there's one name that is the first name on pretty much everyone's team list. Go on, then. Um, I was there for his... I watched every single game, pretty much, he played. I was there for his debut, which he actually had a really good game. So on his debut, you signed this player in an area where we're in the top flight and we're playing against a good team, and he played really well, and he kind of was like, he's, he's a good player. He's done, he's done really well today, but actually, he's not a good player, but he's just... Used up all his look. I don't know what happened. He, he had a good game, I assure you, out Used there. it all up in he 90 minutes. He used it all, all up. Um, Bambi on ice himself, Junior Lewis. Yes, of course he's in there. Uh, Junior starting Lewis. Starting in central
0: midfield for my worst Just 11.
1: horrible. Uh, absolutely horrible. And by all accounts, a nice guy. Yeah, but, assistant manager at Boreham Wood now. Oh, he was dreadful. And I suppose the fact is it was just massively out of his depth, weren't it? Yeah. like Not even massively, hugely out of his depth. But if a, if a team like
0: Leicester comes calling, when you're at, where was he, Cambridge or something ridiculous oh, like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly, you can't blame him. No. He, he
1: was one of those signings that Taylor made.
0: Yeah, but them one kind of, of signings many. worked a number of times for us a few years previously. Matt Elliott came from Oxford, that kind of thing. Matt
1: Elliott was proven. This guy was just from nowhere, which he's I know obviously has worked for other players, but no, he was rubbish. Go on in. Uh, I've partnered him in central midfield with... Uh, a man
0: that was tipped to be one of the best England central midfielders of his generation, another Manchester City youngster who got well fat, Michael Johnson.
1: Michael John Michael
0: Johnson. I forgot yes. about him. Yes, he- not not the American sprinter Michael Johnson. No,
1: As he was he was uh, he was good at Man City. He was just injured, wasn't he?
0: But He, he failed to live up to anything. Anything that he brought with him, he, including he was really the ability poor. to
1: play football. No, you're right. He was really poor. So he's in your midfield. Mm. I've got a player from the 70s. Go on. Uh, and his name is Lammy Robertson. Lammy? Lammy Robertson. Yeah. Okay. that was. It. I think that was how he was referred to as. Um, I'll give you his his, his stats. Okay. He played seven times for Leicester in the 77 78 season for Frank McClintock in that mm. era. So he was in a. I got a poor manager. Um, in them seven games, Leicester lost six and drew one. Uh, he didn't score a goal. Um, and in that time, we only scored twice. Uh, and apparently, this guy was horrifically bad. Almost on the same lines of like a, um, the George Ware cousin job at uh. Properly bad. You know, absolute tinsel, baubles, the whole tree. The whole tree. Right. Everyone um, agrees with me out there. They, the people who saw him, you know. They all know.
0: Mind the microphone with your piece of paper, Pete. Sorry. It's all right. Um, right wing. I have gone for a man whose only ability...
1: This is pure Christmas spirit, This isn't it? Yeah. Slating people. Well, The, the, the worst way, teams the is way great. that
0: you tried to word it was, ho, ho, holy
1: crap, they're bad. Yes, that was going to be the name of the episode.
0: Yeah. Um, Josh Lowe. Now, his ability with his actual feet was completely non-existent. And the only way we were so bad at football in that era, the only way we could get the ball into the opposition's half and not have it come straight back at us was to try and put it on his head on the right wing because he was six foot
1: one, six one, foot two, and bold, and he looked mean. He couldn't even win a flick on. Played for Leicester for 16 appearances. I've got him in my team, basically. <laughs> um, this is another one of my most hated players. In fact, pretty much, I think he's above Ryan McGiven. Uh, he played for Northampton over 100 times. We signed him as a 27-year-old. He made 16 appearances for Leicester. Rob Kelly bought him. You're saying here, make your step up to the championship. You've played League One football all your life. Come on, here you go. Here's your chance. He basically, you're right. He was six foot one, six foot two, Uh, bold head, mean-looking guy. Um, Now this is absolutely genuine, genuine. Scared of the ball. Yeah, he was. He did not wherever it was. Didn't win ahead his head anywhere. Yeah, just didn't know what to do with it. He was awful. And whether he just froze, I don't know. But absolute bobbins, dreadful. And again we he sold he's, him, we he's sold into peterborough for 100 grand he's the whole tree he's the, he's the tinsel he's the baubles he's the star on top he's also the turkey um he's the uh, the whole table layout he's the crackers he's, he's, he's the, the, the brussels sprouts the, that nobody likes cranberry sauce um he's the trifle afterwards he's the christmas cake mince pies he's hung over from the night before he is proper christmas he is Sorry, Josh, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other, the have, a, other, have a have a nice Christmas, Josh.
0: <laughs> the other wing. How many midfielders have you got? Five. I uh, I've got four. You got three, four, three. Have you? Yeah. Okay. What's your
1: last midfielder? Them. I've got him as an. He's kind of an attacking midfielder, really. Ooh, um, the kind of playmaker, the number ten. Well, not really. It was kind of a forward that I've crammed into midfield. <laughs> um, I've got a guy who played for six minutes. Go on. I was actually there. In what what era are we talking? Um, We're talking the uh, we're in the Premier League, right? And he played for six minutes for Leicester.
0: What what era of? We're talking the one season that we had in between. No, no, no.
1: You want to say whether it was home or away? Home or what? Where did he make the appearance?
0: Where did he make the appearance? Away. In the nineties. In
1: at what game? What ground? Go on. Old Trafford. Oh my god. Kevin Ellison played for Leicester for eight, uh, six minutes. Was he the bold fella? Yes. Yeah. Um, and he was garbage. And uh, he's been quoted as saying he didn't know, um, basically what to do. He was on the bench, and he was told to get sorted and get ready, and just ran on and ran around. Didn't have a clue what was going. He just wasn't designed to be a footballer, and yet we paid was it like fifty thousand from Altringham? And within a couple of weeks, he's on the bench at Old Trafford. And I know the whole Vardy story kind of dispels the fact that you can't make that leap, but you couldn't make the leap if you're not physically or mentally there. He he just isn't a professional footballer, and he wasn't for very long at all. And yet, he played at Old Trafford. Dreadful.
0: My left winger is of a very similar nature to Josh Lowe. What about... Momo
1: Silla Momo Silla's on my bench Yes He is he, the bench He is the bench <laughs> Momo
0: Silla is literally I, the bench that people are sitting on
1: I remember his debut And he's he scoring his debut At home His w- home debut and everyone Wait, All went, these debutants that promise so much <laughs> Exactly yeah No uh, he, What he is He is the garbage after Christmas He's all the yeah. old wrapping paper He's the he's what you can't get in your recycling bin isn't he? Yeah he,
0: That's what he is Yeah And it, after it's rained <laughs> Soggy cardboard, Momo Silla.
1: Onto our forwards. Hmm. I think I know one of them that's going to be in here. Come on. Okay, I'll name the obvious one. Yeah. Uh, I've just got uh, crap. Uh, did, um, he, did he cost us five point three million pounds? No, I've oh. got uh, in brackets Elvis Hammond. Yes. Is he in yours? Yeah. All right. Starting up front for me. Now one of the one of the uh, the sayings on for fox sake that we use quite a lot um, is he's an athlete first. And a footballer second. Mm. This is the. This is what I refer it to. This is my my reference point. When I say he's an athlete first and a footballer second, in the back of my mind, I think of Elvis Hammond.
0: That that is what I'm. So getting So you're saying that Elvis Hammond is Jeff Schlupp's role model?
1: N- Elvis he's Hammond, footballing idol. No, but the thing is, when Elvis Hammond ran, he ran. And you mentioned Michael Johnson earlier. You know how Michael Johnson used to run with his shoulders back, yeah. and a straight back, with a, a weird action. Elvis Hammond used to do that. But he wasn't that fast. No. His legs went like Billyo. He used to, yeah, he used, he used to, to be... wear
0: gloves and have flailing arms and everything. Didn't yeah, he?
1: he was quite quick over five yards. But if, if everyone got like ten yards on, they'll catch him up. Yeah, they'll catch him up. And he couldn't kick a ball. He was he was awful. Great name awful. though. Well, that got him a career somehow, wouldn't it? Yeah. Going on. Who you got? Uh, my other striker is uh, Adi Akimbi. Now I feel sorry for Addy because he's
0: not in my team. He's not in my team. I, I looked at the stats, right? Uh, and yes, he scored 11 Premier League goals in that season, which to get into double figures in the Premier League is—I mean, fair play to you. But to be the club's record signing for so long and go on to score literally no more goals ever
1: after your career at Leicester. Yeah. Was it? Was it up to? Was it a Joa? Yeah, who broke the record? Yeah. So you're talking, well, fourteen, thirteen years, must be. Yeah, five point three million pounds. We we did actually. We only paid. We paid less than that slightly. Mm. And we actually sold him for two point two. So we didn't actually pay an awful lot of money for him overall. In the end, I, I,
0: how we, we got two point two million for him. We
1: right? all know about Adi Akimbi. We know how much he tried and a nice guy he is, and that he's built like a big recycling bin full of tinsel. Um, built, built, uh, built like Fenwa. Yeah, just just the beast. But like, and and he really tried, and he wanted to do well, and we all wanted him to do well. And he was, he almost became a bit of a hero. But then after a game or two, cult, scoring hero. Wasn't it? Well, I, I, kind of, but I don't think so. He, he was a court hero for a matter of minutes mm. because once he scored and went mad, court hero. And then he will score the next game, and he go, "Come on, Andy, here we go!" You know, brilliant. But then he'll go ten games without scoring and be awful, and you go, "Oh no!" And he he lost all goodwill yeah. to Warmen. He yeah. lost um, he lost yeah, Smooth. and and it went silent night on the terraces, oh, and um, yeah, uh, and he when we were played at home or away in a manger, we he, he just, oh. <laughs> so basically that's why he's not a court hero, okay? Because
0: it he, only lasted he went, ninety minutes. Yeah, he went Court much.
1: heroes are heroes. Who last their whole career and then on at Leicester? That didn't happen with Andy. Mm. He. he had goodwill to him, but only for a matter of a few minutes because then he was crap. Anyway, he's not in my team. Go on. So you've got two more strikers to pick, have you?
0: Yes. Fire him away. Okay, I'm
1: done. My 11's done. I've got a player who played in the seventies. Okay. Okay, he played twenty times for Leicester. In the promotion season of seventy to seventy one. The, the Franco Farrell era, as many people uh, he scored three. In 20? Three and twenty. Three in twenty. Okay. In a promotion winning team. Okay. He stayed until seventy-five. Now in that era we were in the top flight from that promotion season until seventy five and onwards actually. He scored twice since. And his name was Malcolm Partridge. Malcolm Partridge in a pear tree. Yep, exactly. You know, a little bit of uh, a little bit of link here to uh, the old Christmas. Um, garbage. If you just look at those... I mean, you've never heard of him. No. You? Uh, you look at those figures. Rubbish. Mm. You play 20 times in a team that got promoted. So it's not like you... And you're playing up top. You're playing up top. You know, you are playing. And then you're not good enough to survive in the team. But when you do play, you don't score. Garbage. And this is an era where players didn't hang around... Do you know what I mean? They basically they didn't sign these 94-year you know, contracts... And they would sit and take the money, kind of thing. You know, mm. they would move and get football because oh, well, because there was no subs, was there? Well, oh, exactly. Anything. Yeah, so and times you, were you had changing. To be one of the eleven. Yeah, the, small, uh, the squads were smaller, mm. um, and also the, the teams would would rotate an awful lot. The cycle of football would go around. Mm. So basically, Ipswich were terrible and then be really, really good. And then, rather than today, where you got your kind of established order, but apart from Leicester. So yeah, Malcolm Partridge, rubbish. And my final player. Yes. Now it's a bit of a bit of a toss-up, really. So I'll leave you to decide who. All right. I've got between Lee Marshall. Yeah. Another player, schedulable. Yeah. Schedulable, completely. Did the guy have talent? Yes. He had a bit of talent there. Yeah, but he was also... A slightly, look, million pounds? Also looked like he was running through mud. Yeah, awful. Um, and the player who, actually, is going to be in the team, this guy, uh, Nathan Blake. Yeah, Nathan Blake was... Nathan big, Blake was a very bad footballer. A lot of people... Sorry, I just banged him up there. A lot of people will say Kyle Courts, right? He He's on my bench. The problem with Kyle Courts is that he was injured and he tried his hardest. He couldn't jump because of his knees. <laughs> and I felt really sorry for him. Yeah, but... If you can't
0: jump because of your knees, and you're supposed to be a target man, he scored goals. He still going to be a crap footballer.
1: True, but he scored a few goals. I remember him scoring a few? Was it a hat trick at Chelsea in the in the cup, or a couple of goals for Leicester against Chelsea? Oh, away, away yeah, yeah. I remember um, that? I, was, he, I think I was there. He was the player I felt sorry for because it was his last throw of the dice at a big club and he'd, he'd, he'd had some surgery as well hadn't he or yeah, he'd, had, he'd been he'd, to see some kind of specialist that had got him got his knees working again. it, it was his last chance and he he just his his body wouldn't work and I, I for one felt sorry for him Nathan Blake um, in his two year era at Bolton where he was quite good and, and also slight time at Wolverhampton Wanderers I think ok but when he turned up at Leicester fat, slow, lazy did nothing dreadful, rubbish get away from the club right let me just reel off my bench then
0: Uh, I had Ricardo, we mentioned earlier, Robbie Nielsen, Lee Marshall, Stephen Hughes, remember him? The blonde central midfielder.
1: Yeah. Crap.
0: Uh, Charlie Miller, and only because of that penalty. Charlie Miller, yeah, he was rubbish. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and only because of that penalty against Cardiff, although I actually think he was a good footballer that just never worked out for Leicester. Jan again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well there we go, there's the uh, worst team of all time as picked by me and you so there we go, enjoy that that's (laughs) that's put us in the Christmas mood let's change the mood what we're going to do now is we're going to have the best 12 moments in our opinion of supporting Leicester in our lifetimes
0: Here we go then. Time to put a smile on your faces ahead of the Christmas period. The 12 Days of Leicester. Yes. we've Yeah, we've worked really hard on that title. Uh, basically, uh, as selected by myself and
1: Pete, Hello. our 12 best moments whilst supporting Leicester. Yeah, and we're quite vague on this. Is it a moment? Is it a single second? Is it an incident? Or is it a whole day? Well, what we've done is we wrote a list each and then we've matched the ones that well we match the two together and any, any of that match go on the list go straight in now remarkably that was about four or five yeah strange that but um, the rest we've kind of come to an agreement over but again this is just something that we can all you can all debate at home you'll have your favourite moments that you've had and again they're personal moments yeah. so there's one or two that aren't on the list which I which are which are better than other moments in my opinion anyway and also whether you were there or not does help it does change things yeah Okay,
0: in... we're not going to do these in any order, are we? No, not in... chronological order, not in terms of best oh. to worst.
1: No, well, not that there are any worse ones, but okay, we'll kick it off with 9:55 p.m. Monday, the second of May, 2016, Chelsea two, Tottenham Hotspur two, final whistle. That
0: and the 13 minutes following it was probably the best, one of the best nights of my life. That was the night that Leicester were confirmed as Premier League champions. And then 13 minutes later, Mark Selby won the World Snooker Championship. And oh, I was, yeah, you were there, I you? was there working. You yeah. were at the Crucible. And then, basically, I was at Mark Selby's victory after-party, uh, got myself some pictures with him, spoke about Leicester, cheered him, had a had a several beers, uh, and didn't get back to my apartment in Sheffield until it was
1: light the next day. I was in Weymouth. Oh, yeah, you watched it in a pub, didn't you? Yeah, I watched it in a pub uh, with the family, and we... Uh, had Drinks and we had drinks bought for us, and it was really good, it was fantastic. Everyone out there will know where they were when that moment happened. Mm. Um, the moment number two is basically two weeks after that, Sco- 16th of May. <coughs> Carry on, talk amongst yourselves. Bless you, <coughs> Pete Selby choking on a mince pie. That's what, yeah, that's that was a mint, well, it wasn't a mince pie, that's what broadcasting all day does to Anyway,
0: um, oh, yeah, I forgot you were a professional, broadcaster. yeah, 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 Victory no, Parade. Yeah, the Victory, pa- oh my goodness me. <laughs> quarter of a million people in
1: our fair city great day as in weather wise fantastic loads of beers um met up with people i took you on uh, on london road yeah um kasabian the, the, everything the whole day was perfect yeah it couldn't have gone better that was a, a, a fantastic moment um moment number three leicester five Manchester United 3, so we've not yet got out of the last couple of years, which again is understandable. I mean, we mentioned earlier about from when we've been supporting the club because of our age, from say 19, well, for me, the very late 80s, early 90s, say, early 90s through to today, all the, not all the best things, but the real highs and also the real lows have pretty much happened in that era. I know you had the Wembley finals with the FA Cup, but we, you know, we weren't there, so Mm. sorry. Man United 5, uh, Man United 3, Leicester 5 having been 3-1 down. Yeah, and a star-studded Man U team. Great, great game. One of the best games of all time. Uh on TV, just the whole thing was just unreal. Unreal. You'll you have your memories of that game if you were there, if you're watching on TV. Was it me
0: and you in the box?
1: Yeah, we were on think yeah. So, yeah. Um it makes a change for me to actually be at a you good were there, moment yeah. or a good game. You were there. Well, the next one, number 4, um, we were actually at different games, but it's the same moment. Yeah. So moment number four is hearing the Champions
0: League music ringing out around the King Power Stadium for the first time. Now I missed the first home game because I was working. Uh, I got back about two minutes before kick off in time to watch it on a completely legal stream. Um, but you were there. You got the you got the field, didn't you? And 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 I got to do the Copenhagen and the Bruges games, and I
1: I very yeah. much. Also got the feels, but it was it was s- dreadful. It s- was dreadful? Um, no, it was unbelievable. That that that's all that worst eleven business we've just done. Um, it was phenomenal, and 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 the and the noise and the it was so loud as well. It was the music that we we're all waiting for. We were waiting for that moment, and it was. Here we are. We are actually in the Champions League. We're watching this. The ball flapping around in the
0: centre circle. It it, it
1: was as good as I'd imagine. It was. was was Everything you wanted, wasn't it? Exactly. Mine was the Porto game. Yours was the Copenhagen. Um, Superb. Mm. Just absolutely brilliant. Mm. Uh, Something that you probably never thought you'd hear either. Or maybe hear again. Well, Well, we will, Sevilla. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. At least once more. On to moment number five, and uh, of our 12 days of Lestimus. So these are the best 12 moments that we've put together. 12 days of Foxmas. Yeah. We've gone to 1996 and... That should tell you what it is. Super Steve Claridge, that goal in that final. Now, obviously, the build-up to the game with O'Neill coming into the club, the Sheffield United game at home, that mad streak, uh, which we won constantly until we beat Watford 1-0. Um, oh, funny, enough, I was watching the, uh, the goals the other day, there's a lovely YouTube clip online um, about that Little run. It's only five minutes long. It's very good, Um and you see the team that beat the likes of say Oldham two nil at home and three nil at home against Birmingham in them games leading up to getting in the playoffs, sneaking in there. And you've got the likes of Lennon. Is it Heskey? Mm. It's a good great, team. Great team. Yeah. Um, but, anyway, but there was only one man's shin that stuck that ball in. Zelko catch comes off the bench onto the field just to a minute before the end of extra time in place of Kevin Paul. What's all that about? Big boot up from Julian Watts, I think, won the header. Knocked down. And it was Steve Claridge right behind it. I was right behind it at Wembley. And the ball at the back of the net. Silence. Silence. Place goes mad. It's it's a hell of a goal and a hell of a moment if you're not a Leicester fan. If you are, it's in the top. It's about the most exciting thing he's ever done. Because he's so boring. Claridge. Yeah. he's, He's, tell you what. I he's, like Steve Claridge, he's he's great, what a great player for Leicester, and he's he, had a very interesting life. Yeah, but he's dull as dishwater, isn't he? He's awful on the radio. He's awful on the telly as well, oh, he, he used to he do a football league show, didn't he? Oh. Paul Manish
0: was trying to drag some life out of him. Anyway, that was number five, on to number six. Yes, the one that I wasn't at, so you're going to make me read it out? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's pointed at the piece of paper going, go on, you read this, go on. Uh, <clears throat> was it? Did something something happen where we might have lifted the Premier League trophy? And Andrea Bocelli sang Nessun Dormer and 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 everything
1: was all wonderful. Yeah, obviously the the Claridge goal against Palace is is a moment that ball hit in the back of the net. Um, but the whole of the seventh of May against Everton. The, oh I mean, yeah, I loved it. The, I, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, again, the weather was brilliant because it, it absolutely hammered it down for that short period of time. Just made it a bit more dramatic almost. The sun came out at the end, um, the, the singing before the game, the game itself, lifting the trophy, the atmosphere in the city, the whole thing was perfect. Great day. That's The whole moment is the day, basically. Yeah, uh, 7th of
0: May 2016,
1: great moment. I was sat in a sports hall in Kettering. So on to moments <laughs> one two three four five six seven. Um, now again on my list I had a number of goals. Okay. Yeah, Pete picked loads of goals. I picked some some good
0: dates like uh, like when Gary Lineker's consortium saved Leicester City as a club because I thought it was great that so many people still cared about us and and the 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 time that the the Thai owners took over um, because little did we know what amazing things were to come under their stewardship but pete picked a load of goals as well that i managed to
1: talk him out of keeping most of yeah so the goals included as i flick back to try and find them so basically i picked a a number of goals which i thought were fantastic moments it might not have been the greatest season but they were great moments such as um when stan collymore scored his first goal against sunderland when we all thought the Moore hesky partnership was going to be outstanding, and that was in the year 2000. You go to 2006, and Mark De Vries scored an injury-time winner in the oh, FA what Cup. what a goal that was. In the FA Cup against Spurs, after being 2-0 down against a, a good Spurs team. I was I, on the BBC, that, wasn't it? I was working in for the bookmakers in the ground, and I served 10,000 bloody Spurs fans behind the goal. Um, and we beat them 3-2. What a great goal that was. Um, there's many goals on there that you could have picked, um, but for sheer drama, for the fact that the whole press box went insane, and who don't support Leicester, very much including you, very much including me, and just the blockbusterness of that's a word now, the blockbusterness of the goal. Okay, it's it was such a good goal; it deserves Pete Selby to make a new but, entrance into the dictionary. But you're talking about a goal which. Yes, it confirmed the win and three points in a season that we did very, 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 very well but to be in the top 12 moments of all time that's how much of a what a season we've had and mm. it's Jamie Vardy against Liverpool. That goal. That,
0: that goal. first time blockbuster of a belter
1: of a yeah. yeah. How many goals have you seen Leicester score? Is this in the top ten conversation of best goals of all time? Quite possibly, yes. Is it one of the best goals that you've ever seen? Because of the situation we're in, definitely.
0: Mm. We did, we mentioned other, like you mentioned, Collie Moore. Nallis hit a fairly sweet volley against Leeds. Was it? Joey Good Johnson scored from the halfway line as well. But Fardy against Liverpool as a as a blockbuster of an effort.
1: That, Just, that's definitely that.
0: Yeah, it's it's in the top 12. This one was one that I was only four years old
1: at, so I'll let you do this one. Um, It's an icon. It's strange because if you listen back to the 50s episode, uh, you'll hear our favourite uh, Leicester team, the best 11 of all time chosen by myself, and then Rob chose his. And I didn't include him in my team. But going back over the years and trying to find the best moments... Why Steve Walsh isn't in my all-time team, I have no idea. I've gone to 1994 and the playoff final against Derby. Again, I was there. um, And it was brilliant. I mean, I was 11. Um, So, being at Wembley, and it was a great day anyway, you know, I was going to have a good time. But to beat Derby, and looking back now, a great goal uh, to win it late on. The iconic celebration, running to the corner, hands in the air... um, Fantastic! Well, a great moment in Leicester's history that will have to be in any top twelve or top ten. But it is the twelve days of Leicesterus. Oh, 12 days of Fosmus. Fosmus. There you are, Fosmus.
0: Enjoyed that. Number nine. Uh, staying in the nineties. This was, I think, it's it's probably one of the first Leicester games I ever remember watching. Uh, I was only seven. It was the what was it then? Coca-Cola Cup. Must yes. have been 97. Coca-Cola Cup final. Uh, well, the final itself and the replay against Middlesbrough. Uh, I remember. I'd, I don't think I'd been to Filbert Street very many times, if at all, uh, up to that period. Uh, and my parents' friends had um, had Sky. Not many people could afford Sky in them days, uh, or or could get it. And they said, "Oh yeah, come round and we'll have a little have a little party and we'll watch the game." Uh, so it was one of the first times I remember either seeing Leicester on, on TV or live uh, in the Coca-Cola Cup final and we had a, a an, inj- uh, an extra time winner for a change from Mr. Claridge. Super Steve. Pontus Kamark marked Janino out of the game and Janino was an absolute
1: wonderful footballer. Goalkeeper had a good game as well, didn't he? Casey yeah. Keller had a great game. Yeah. I, I didn't go to that game. I was at Wembley. Oh, you went I, to the I, original. I, I was replay was Hillsborough, wasn't it? He was at Hillsborough. I yeah. didn't go to Hillsborough. I was at Wembley though. Um, and it was Heskey's late goal to in extra time to equalise the goal from Ravinelli. Can you believe they used to have replays in finals? How ridiculous. Oh, I don't know, I think I think it's quite good. Do you? Yeah, yeah but the final is a, is the final. We don't want the final part one. So, on to the final three, so we've got uh, number 10. Uh, number 10 is one that you selected. Yeah. So, we'll, I'll leave it to you, actually. I, I think part
0: of the reason why I've... Forced it onto this list of twelve is because I wasn't at uh, number six when we lifted the Premier League trophy. This was when we lifted the Championship trophy in 2014. What a season that was to to take arguably the most difficult league to get out of by such storm and win it with over a hundred points. Just the feeling when when that trophy was lifted, the atmosphere around the place. Uh, I think it was me, you, and Dave Rogers, wasn't it? That we were there, and we stuck around for about an hour after for the ages. after the full time. We went down on the side of the pitch, and and Dave was was trying to pluck up the courage to try and speak to Peter Schmeichel because he was on there kicking a ball around with Casper and the kids, wasn't he? And just just the whole day, uh, and and lifting a trophy, and finally being back in the Premier League after so after trying for so long, I think the the feeling on that day was was pretty special. I I agree.
1: I wouldn't have had it in my list, possibly. I, I've got a few other ones, but, um, I suppose it's because it led on to what we've had in the last year or so. Yeah. Um, the number 11 moment is Leicester City three, Arsenal three, 1997. So you, will start with Arsenal, Arsenal with a great team, and Dennis Bergkamp scoring three fantastic goals, which I finished. I think two of them were first and second on goal of the month. Um, and goal of the season possibly as well. A, a, a dramatic game, Arsenal winning 2-1 going into injury time, we draw 3-3. The goal to equalize, I can see it in my head now. Corner from the rights in front of the cop, header back across goal by. You look at the leap that Walsh gets for that first header. A massive leap to win the header. Heads it back to the far uh, to the far post from where he was, the near post from the corner. To Spencer Pryor. Heads it back across goal to where Walsh is now. Bang. Goal. Place goes mad. I headed 1-2. His celebration's great. Waving his fist. Um, and then there's the, pretty much a punch-up at the end between him and Ian Wright. And all sorts. It was just pandemonium. Awesome. That will be, a, a, as a moment, an absolute, I mean, great game. But as an absolute moment. Go and watch it again on YouTube. Uh, it'll make... Do you, Christmas. Do you do a lot of reminiscing on YouTube? Yeah, I,
0: I look at. Or was it purely out of research for this episode? It was actually out of research, but oh, no, okay. I
1: do occasionally look back at, at games and goals and and bits and bobs like that. And uh, I'm, fully, sh- I'm sure you're not alone. No, but if you if you go on that goal uh, that uh, Walsh scored, it cuts to a, a shot of the crowd, and dead centre is my uncle gone mad. So uh, I'm yeah. sure he's not the only one going mad. No, um, and uh, number twelve, the final. Yeah. Moment.
0: Were you there for that one? I, I yes. Oh, yes, oh yes. I had been um I won't say forced. I had been uh politely removed from the Leicester City commentary team for that one hmm. for that one game because we had uh Dave Rogers the Welshman, who is a uh, of course a Manchester United fan. Uh and we had uh, Bobby Cowsell, who we commentated alongside at the Commonwealth Games, who uh, we decided to let him commentate on Leicester Manchester United. Uh, and of course, you got yourself in because you're Pete Selby. <laughs> uh, so I had to go to uh, the Alan March Sport Christmas party early. Oh, and watch right. yes. I watched it. I watched it on his telly. Everybody else was at the party in the kitchen. I sort of waved on my way through. Well, we had joined a be- up later. Had, had a beer put in my hand. And then
1: I went in to watch it. We did the podcast slightly inebriated that evening, didn't we? Yes, we did. I don't know which episode it was. It was one of the early ones. Great podcast, though. Um, of course now, it was. Probably the best. Yes. But uh, the moment, of course, sorry, I've, I've glossed over that, is Vardy equaling Rude
0: van Nistelrooy's record of uh, consecutive... Beaten. Goal. Did he beat it that day, or did he Yes, no, he beat it. Also, he beat it that day of uh, consecutive
1: games with goals scored in the Premier League. Consecutive scoring games in the Premier League. Mm. Uh, the one reason it's there is obviously because of that piece of history which has led him to be the the, the, the talisman and the famous figure at the club that he is. Um, also, I generally think, and there's been last-minute goals, we've got last-minute goals such as Steve Howard against Leeds in League One. We've got last-minute goals like Ajo against Norwich that comes to mind. We've got last-minute goals away from home, at home, all sorts of different goals. De Vries we mentioned earlier, but that one, we've we mentioned Vardy earlier against Liverpool. Amazing. Block, blockbusterness, I mean. I even created a word for it. But this goal, I genuinely believe I've not heard the crowd go as mad. Because, yes, we were flying in the league. Yes, Man United turned up. And it was all about this record. So, yes, scoring a, a goal against United to go 1 0 up. Brilliant. Early doors. It's on TV. The whole world is watching. The press area, you could not have got more people in there. Full of people from around the world. All about his, his story, Vardy this, Vardy that. Is he going to do it? And yes, he did. First off, 20-odd minutes gone, great finish. The place went mad. I have not heard the King Power as loud ever. I, I, I don't think it will be and as loud ever. the King ever. Power scores earthquakes before. So. That one goal was just electric. And that has to be right up there. And that's why it's in the 12 days of Leicester. Now, you might agree with them. You might not uh, disagree with them. Uh, we'll have a, a, a quick mention of a few that didn't make the list. Yeah. So I've got mine listed down here. Um, one in particular would be on the... Uh, well, before we won the league, when Spurs drew at home against West Brom, the final whistle of that game. Yeah, when, we, when it pretty much was almost nailed on that we'd won it. Yes, that was the moment where, I mean, I was at work That uh, when the final whistle went. I was watching on, on TV at work and um, I felt physically sick. I really felt horrible because it just went, my stomach went, I went, oh God, this is actually what, we're going to do it. Mm. It's not, can we or whatever, it's, this is happening. This is actually going to happen and if we because then if we beat Man United it would have been the title so that to me was a real moment because I've I have never felt that bad like as in physically sick it was it was you know looking back it was You know, it shows you how much it you know it kind of means um, Man what? City won Leicester 3 yeah uh, that was a moment where I stood in my living room when we went because we went 2-0 then 3-0 quite quickly I stood in my living room surrounded by friends I left work Right, we've gone 1 nil up. I was at work and I left. I said, I, I've just got to go and watch this. I've got to. I can't. Oh, you didn't w- finish work? You just walked out? No, I walked out. Okay. Um, I walked out, went home, and all, all my mates around my house, um, and I stood there in the middle of the living room watching it with my hands on my head, going, and everyone else, they, no one said a word for about 10 minutes because none of them are Leicester fans and they couldn't believe it. Mixture of Spurs and mixture of Forest and all that. And they just went, oh, this is actually. Might happen, they are actually brilliant. It was, it was a realization for them of how good a team we are. Mm. Um, and I just stood there with my hands on my head like, dis- I couldn't believe what and I was doing. You watching. did say on the last podcast that it was the best 20 minutes of football you've ever seen Leicester play. That was the game against Man City this season. Oh, the 4 2, yeah. yeah. I'm on about the one where we won 3 1. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, the one, well, how many times do we want to dominate Man City in well, the last ag- couple of years again? Yeah, we played all, in, in our history, we have played Man City a lot of times. A lot of people say one of the best games. Was in the 60s in the cup where there was it was like a cup replay at Filbert Street when it was absolutely rammed, 40 odd thousand plus, and health and safety. Oh, yeah, nowhere near. And um, it was a replay, and the city won four two, I think. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But no, when we were three 0 up the other day, mm. I, I've never seen Leicester play that well for for 20 minutes. The first 20 minutes was sensational, and that would be in my shortlist definitely because it just confirmed all of last. Year. It's all what I've said the other week. That was great. Uh, what else have we got, honest? Uh, the Collymore goal against Sunderland. Um, playoff final we've done. The first 15 minutes against Derby. Leicester 0 Derby 4. We were 4 0 up inside 15 minutes. 1998. Two goals from Heskey, it and Marshall. All headers. And if you listen back to the coverage on Sky Sports. All the goals. Martin Tyler's gone ballistic. And they're just saying, I can't believe this. Andy Gray just kept saying, I, c- I don't believe this. They're being blitzed. Because Derby were a good team. Mm. And we were... It was, it was a classic Leicester team. And it was just fantastic. Four nil up inside 15 minutes. Brilliant. This is a great Christmas. This is, um, <laughs> as, as, as champions, and we're going through these... As a Christmas present to yourself, this is, is a this great, is great segment of for fuck's yeah, sake. Because we are the champions of England, and yet we're talking about... When we were 4 up against Derby in 98. That was brilliant. I mentioned Mark De Vries, Awful player. Deep freeze. see deep freeze. Um, Arsenal, we mentioned Steve Howard in the parade. They're my best moments. Yeah,
0: I've got a couple still to mention. Uh, the 2000 League Cup final. Matt Elliott doing what he does best and scoring goals with his head. I was there for that. Yeah, good. Uh, and that, that was kind of like... That was... Another Wembley trip. We seem to be at Wembley all
1: the time in that period, didn't we? It cemented the O'Neill. Oh, I'm not going to say that. Um, it cemented his era. Yeah. Um, it, that a, team another trophy had. in the cabinet yeah. for a team that was very, very good. Four consecutive top ten Premier League finishes. Two um, trophies. Yeah. Three finals mm. in four years. Mm. A Wembley final as well. It's and and and, and what. Well, i tell you what, actually. I've got another moment I just interjected. Oh, go on. Um, oh, no, we'll do that at the end. Carry on. You sure? Yes. All right. Uh, February 2003, Gary Lineker and
0: Heskey and Co. chip some money in save the club. Happy days. Um, Pete picked very singular sort of goal moments, but I picked more moments in history, if you like. So winning League One, I think the, the entire League One season was quite enjoyable. Once we got over the fact that we were there hmm. for the first time ever... Away trips to places like Hereford were just so much fun, and uh, 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 and to win the league so convincingly was obviously what we all expected. But it was pretty,
1: pretty it was a pretty fun year because it was, it was, because it wasn't it was an fun, awful lot of pressure, fun. was there? I'd say fun, but yeah. um, best. Expected. Well, well, it's
0: not in the best. That's why it's not in there.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, good point. Good point. There,
0: there you go. Um Thai owners took over 2010 and then assumed the chairmanship in February 2011. At the time, we didn't know what that. No. Yeah, yeah. But back. if you're looking back as in important moments in Leicester's history, it's important. It's important. Or yeah, best. it's important. Um, what else did I have? Also, uh, the great in brackets ist escape ever yeah. that as a sort of period of time uh, in premier league and leicester city's history will always stand out uh and a, a, a nice enjoyable one from a, a few months ago was when uh when i had a little trip out to stockholm to go and watch leicester play barcelona then in, in, a, in a sort of glamour semi um competitive friendly i just went and had a Great couple of days in Stockholm and got to watch Leicester-Barcelona in what was a very entertaining game of football I it thought was. Ahmed Moussa was going to be the best player in the
1: world. <laughs> he might still be, Well, you he's, never he's, know. He's one of the best players on FIFA. Oh God. Um, but no, one, one moment I was going to say uh, was I was at the Sports Personality of the Year. Of course you were. Let's, ra- let's round off the Christmas episode with your tales of sports personality. I took my dad. Hello. Uh, to the uh, BBC Sports Personality of the Year, where there were 132 Leicester fans there in their blue shirts. Um, a couple of red ones, actually. Uh, one for every year of the club. And there were plenty of other Leicester fans there. I wore... Obviously, you got you, know, you go with your shirt and your jacket and all that. You're know, all smartly dressed. I've got my big blue and white scarf. We're on row two of the public area, so everyone walking past, they're all you know. It's just it's, it's, you're shooting fish there. It really is. It's like a who's who. Like there's someone, there's someone, there's someone, and then the entire team walked by, all the backroom staff, uh, all some people from behind the scenes uh, who you'd recognise from you know being in the press box and all that sort of thing. Uh, they were all there, all in the Leicester suits, and it was a great event. But of course, when they get on stage, Ranieri gets in coach of the year, and you could see it was genuinely. Um, emotional about it mm. and what was great is that Martin O'Neill gave him the trophy there's a photo I, I, I would like to find uh, I'd like to get a decent print out of a good quality image of those two on stage with that trophy because there's in my opinion the best Leicester manager that's ever been O'Neill uh, up until now giving an award to Ranieri who deserves all the awards on, on the planet what a great image. I'll go back to the lifetime achievement when uh, Bobby Charlton got it from Jack Charlton when everyone was in tears at Liverpool because it was in the Liverpool arena. Mm. uh, uh, Maybe not quite on them levels but it was great for Leicester. That was a pure Leicester City fan moment. To everyone else it was just a a bloke who is quite good at saying the old soundbite but for a true Leicester fan Ranieri being given a lifetime uh, Coach of the Year award by Martin O'Neill on stage in front of the the whole country. That's pure Leicester right there. Um, and obviously they got Team of the Year. And uh, it was a great day. Fantastic. Can't say any more than that. No, not at all. Um, Thank you for sticking with us for yes. an hour and 15 minutes. If you disagree with anything that we've said, then you are not alone. Because, <laughs> because we disagree with some of it. But... Uh, let us know what your worst players of all time are and let us know what your best moments are. So if you've got one moment that we've not mentioned, if you've got uh, maybe, maybe not such a, like a, a strange away day that has a funny story, we're talking about moments that everyone would know about. Maybe mm-hmm. we've missed an absolute obvious one. Let us know, and you can do that a number of ways. One is via email for fox8podcast at gmail.com. Another is by Twitter, if you search FFS Pod, so Fox Eight Pod, that's what it stands for. FFS Pod, and uh, follow us on Twitter, and you can always tweet us and tell us uh, what you think on there, and also on the Facebook. Everyone's on Facebook uh search on facebook for for fox a podcast and then click like and your followers and it means that you can listen to all the episodes and get involved in a bit of conversation with other uh, listeners as well if there's anywhere that you'd like us to post the podcast then let us know you can find us on soundcloud and you can also find us on itunes so if you go on itunes it's completely free you just subscribe to the podcast and it means that you'll get it as soon as it's released the updates on youtube will be there shortly so if you'd like to listen to us on youtube uh Due to a computing error. We'll have the latest episodes up there very soon. Uh, and that's it for the Christmas podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Merry Christmas to
0: everybody. We hope that you've had a, a wonderful 2016 and are going to go and get very merry over the next few days. And we'll join you uh, as soon into 2017 as we can possibly get to for Fox take HQ. And we'll do a review of
1: 2016, which could take some time. It really could take some time, so enjoy Christmas, uh, happy New Year. If we do not see you before then, we'll try our hardest to get one in before then. I very much doubt it will happen, uh, but one thing just to say is that obviously you're going to be out and about over Christmas. You're going to be seeing people you may be not seen for a year or for a number of months. Try and wear your Leicester shirt because remember, we are the champions of England. Bobbins tinsel baubles. Um chestnuts roasting um